You're listening to Behind the Wheel on RacingJunk.com. You've read the stories of the drivers and others involved in the sport that we all love. Now hear their stories firsthand via our all-new podcast to find out how their passion for motorsports has made life worth living. Okay, so I'm waiting any day now (laughs) for spring. Oh, I know. It keeps going from warm to cold to warm to cold. When is it warm? When have we had warm? We've had a couple of days where it got to 70 last weekend. Okay, all right, one day. We had like two days. Here's my point. Okay, (laughs) racing is in full swing. I know, well, sort of, yeah. Sort of. I'm used to being able to go outside, enjoy something, Mm -hmm. and be in something other than a full-blown down parka. Exactly. At the end of damn March. You'd think. We're waiting for the 50-degree weather to go away. Didn't that little rodent up in Pennsylvania where you can't even pronounce the name of the city and the dudes with the top hats and the weird mustaches (laughs) and nobody trusts? Didn't they say spring was coming early? I thought they said that, but you know what? He never gets it right anyway. He's like a weatherman. He only gets it right 50% of the time. You know, it's just like baseball. To be in the Hall of Fame, you just got to be good one out of three times. There you go. (laughs) I wonder if they have a weather person Hall of Fame. They're bound to. And they probably all get it wrong. You think it's like the uh, Herb Tarlick, WKRP? Oh, yeah, sure. Hall of Fame. Sure, why not? <laughs> the Weatherman Hall of Fame. Sure, why not? I mean, they don't exactly have a Hall of Fame for us writers or us radio broadcasters, but hey. There, they, there is a Hall of Fame in the radio wing. There is in radio, but not in podcasting, not yet, but that's on its way. It's coming. It's I mean, coming. They're, they're just now getting up a podcast awards. Yeah. Which, I don't know how we're going to get one, but we need to get one. I don't one. know, but they don't like us yet. Nobody's like picked up on us yet we don't have the controversial stuff going on yet we don't and you know you know what else we need we need sponsors (laughs) Um, yes so if you want to sponsor us (laughs) that's easy just get a hold of ellen because uh you know i have this uh i have this issue with uh a missing el camino from 1997 (laughs) i can't legally take funds from anybody yet but if we i do have an alias or two that we won't talk about right now. I well, see none that of Chris's <laughs> alias have anything to do with racing junk, so you could still sponsor us. You just sponsor it through them. Welcome back to Behind the Wheel on RacingJunk.com. That is Lily, Miss Ellen Richardson. I am Chris Tater Young. And uh, interesting weekend. Um, I was up in Martinsville for a couple days yeah. dropping off a camper Yeah. for my buddy Jeb. Yeah, and, and um, that if, if for those of you who don't know who he's talking about, because Jeb's not a big name in NASCAR anymore like he used to be. He still is, but he's not as known as he was because he just never got the notoriety that all the other Burton brothers did. But yeah. but uh, he is talking about Jeb Burton, so anybody who's familiar... I cannot talk, y'all. <laughs> anybody <laughs> who is familiar with the Burton brothers or the Burton family knows all about who Jeb is. So, so and, and it's funny because... Um, Jeb, you know, we, we, we dropped off a camper, mm-hmm. and there's a little Class C motorhome. Right. Um, poor old Jeb. Driver's row, if you, ever, you, you, you know yeah, how it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, of course. All these hundreds of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. motorhomes. Of course. Beautiful Class A diesels. I come pulling up in a little leprechaun. It's about the same <laughs> size as this desk. <laughs> and I was like, look, this is not a reflection of how you drive or who you are as an individual, okay? We love you. This is just all I had to spare. And it was so funny. Just he didn't looking. have his own motorhome? He had to have you bring him one? Yeah, he had to borrow one. Oh, my God. What he did to his? I'm scared to know. I mean, you've seen the Dukes of Hazard, right? Right. And boy, he ain't oh, got one. of course one. he did. He, <laughs> he ain't got one. <laughs> of course he did. Because, I mean, you know, the whole Burton family are all rednecks. Everybody thinks Jeff's not a redneck. But you know what? If you probably saw him in his hometown, he's a redneck. So, he just hides it. South Boston, Virginia. Mm-hmm. Well, my hometown. 
Right. If you know it and have been there, you know how we talk. Now, mm -hmm. I have had professional voice lessons. And so is Jeff. Which is why I'm able to talk just like this. Mm -hmm. Jeff has too, but poor old Ward. <laughs> they left him out. <laughs> There's no help. They held, They like hid him on the other side of the house. <laughs> James Earl Jones and Jesus couldn't help him speak better. I'm going to stay there right now. I love him to death. He, he is my cousin, but yeah. he just, he's out. Mumble mouth, war, love him to death. But you know what? I, every day I think about him. When I do, I want to hear him do an endorsement for something. Yes, me too. And I want it to be something like important and serious, <laughs> like, uh, I don't know, Saul Palmetto pills for prostate <laughs> Yeah, health. I was going to say know. something for health would <laughs> yeah, be awesome. I just want to hear him say it. I just want to I want to hear him read the side effects. <laughs> Make him sound extra scary. What did he say? It's like, What's what? going to happen to me? What, what? Who is this? No, I'm not doing that. <laughs> so, um... Tonight, we got a very special podcast. Yes, we do. A blast from the past. Yes. Because not only are we celebrating the retirement of Rob Gronkowski. I knew he was going to bring that up. You know. Uh, I'm yeah. You know, I was dying on Sunday, right? Like, I literally drank like four beers in like three hours because I was like, I can't stand this. All I got to <laughs> say is long herald, long live the shirtless uh. dancing on a cruise ship. <laughs> With the yeah, movements. Yeah, but see, I didn't get to be there. I he is been so there. white. He is so white, he should he's never so dance again. Oh, he's I understand awesome. he's good looking. He's sexy when he dances. Come well, on. Well, it's because he got his shirt off and he looks like the Hulk. <laughs> he has been pumped full of so many steroids. His brain, I mean, have you heard him speak? You've yes, seen I the have. Tide. That. Yes, You've of course seen I have. the Tide commercial, right? Yes, of course. That boy. Oh, but he's such a good football player. What are we going to do He was a good football player, and I hope they put him in a box with somebody like Terry Bradshaw and Bruce oh, Baldinger. Please, oh, please let him announce some of the games. Oh, that would be awesome. I would just be clapping and standing the entire time. <laughs> I would pay money. To, that's pay-per-view announcing right there. Well, as long as he gets up with the headphones on and starts dancing, I'll be happy. But no, <laughs> you know what? We, um, we've been doing this now two years. Yeah. And Coming it, up on our two-year anniversary. We sure are. It all started thanks to our buddy Shane Mill. That's right. So tonight, we are honored to have Shane Mill join us. He's going to be talking to us about some things going on, but we also have another special guest. Yes, we do. Uh, Shane has been involved with a very important organization that he has let us know about called Adaptive Motorsports. And this organization is doing wonderful things to get people who are not only paralyzed, but also have lost limbs and things like that, who are coming out and are now able to drive a car, even with missing limbs. Now, we've had disabled drivers before. Right. And their story... Not only of what they're able to do, which made us feel about two inches tall, right? But how they accomplish it and the technology that's involved is just amazing. Mm -hmm. So I'm excited to hear from not only Shane because we haven't spoken to him in a while, right? He's always been in the background. That's right. <clears throat> he's the reason we we do what we do. Exactly. This was his dream, and he's going to tell you you all a little bit more about that here coming up. But we're excited to have Brian with us as well. Yes, Brian Hannaford is the president of Adaptive Motorsports, and he's going to tell us a little bit about his involvement with Shane Meal and their project and a little bit about what they're doing to help others. So here in just a few minutes when we come back, you're going to hear from Shane and Brian on a very special edition of Behind the Wheel on RacingJunk.com. Attention racers. 
race fans and gearheads. If you're looking to buy, sell, or trade the stuff that stokes your engine, then check out RacingJunk.com. RacingJunk.com is the world's number one online racing and performance classifieds where you'll find what you need to rock your ride. Check us out at RacingJunk.com. Racing and performance classifieds built to go fast. Welcome back to Behind the Wheel on RacingJunk.com. So now we got Brian Hannaford on the phone, so I'm going to let my friend Lil E, Ellen Richardson, take it away. Lil E, what you got? So tell us a little bit about Adaptive Motorsports. You and I were talking, or emailing back and forth quite a bit lately. Tell our listeners a little bit about Adaptive Motorsports. I'm just finding out about it myself, so I'm excited to find out more. Well, it actually, the brainchild of it came from Dave Dion. It was back in... Uh, 9-11-2001, we are doing a driving experience at New Hampshire Motor Speedway, and I toyed with the idea of building a, you know, a handicap accessible car so that people with disabilities could also enjoy the same type of opportunities we all take for granted. And 9-11-01 uh, put a a fire under us that we had to get going because Dave Dion was a, a NASCAR veteran. He was also a, a Vietnam veteran. And he said that, you know, his biggest concern is once we find out who's responsible for, you know, all this destruction, the planes hit the towers and everything, that inevitably we're headed for war. Mm-hmm. And his big concern was, you know, once that happens, he hopes the guys that came back didn't come back to the same disrespect that the Vietnam vets came back to. Right. And that's what that's when we decided to, you know, go with the handicapped car that we, you know, procrastinated about for so long that it was finally, you know, a sign that of the times that it was time to build it now because we had guys coming back that needed help getting rehabilitated and reintegrated into this society, then we had somebody had to step up and we didn't think anybody else was in any better position to do that than ourselves. So why were you so passionate other than, you know, the deal with nine eleven and going to war and having some possibilities of some soldiers that would become disabled, why were you so passionate about starting this organization versus anything else? Well, I I went from a junior Olympic mile champion to getting in a car crash and not being able to comb my hair naturally the way I was used to or brush my teeth or simple hygiene stuff. Everything, every daily task was a monumental task. It used to be, you know, I, I would think nothing of going out and running 17 miles. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I couldn't walk out to the mailbox. Now I couldn't get out of bed. Now I couldn't brush my teeth. You know, there were, there were personal uh, challenges that I had to go through. Um, and I was angry at the world because of this, and it had set me back so far. And I met this guy, Cam Shaw Duran. He was uh, shooting pool in a bar. He was in a wheelchair, and he was smiling and laughing and having a great time. So I decided that, you know, I wanted some of what he had, and I got to know the guy. I didn't know if it was something he was drinking or what was going on, but whatever it was, you know, it was something I wanted and so I invited him up uh, to do a driving experience, and he asked if it was okay if he brought Bodie Miller. And my ignorance back then was like, shit, yeah, bring whoever you want. How else right. are you going to get there? Bye. Um, well, he drives, and he goes, you never heard of Bodie Miller? And I'm like, 
No, why should I have? And he said, yeah, he's just on Superstar as competition. He won it. Huh. And he's from New Hampshire. Huh. And I'm like, where's he from? And he goes, he's up around Lincoln. He goes, we grew up up there. He says, where did you grow up? And I said, Holiness. And he goes, did you grow up in a cave? <laughs> so, so that was our relationship, you know, right from, the, right from the start. We were like, you know, oil and water, you know. We were from completely different backgrounds and everything else, but we shared some of the same setbacks. And the way he overcame, you know, his setbacks were a lot more positive than the way that I had, you know, adapted and accepted, you know, what had happened to my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And and I, you know, I when I said I wanted what he had, like, I eventually got it. And it wasn't something that you could read about in a book. It was from helping other people uh when you're helping other people it takes the focus of yourself and now they call it you know they get this paid forward and all that other bullshit but uh, <laughs> you know with me it was more like you know i want i wanted to help people see what happened for me and it, it was a life change because it was it was getting out of the out of the self-pity and the poor me's and all that other all that other stuff and all of a sudden, it, it put it real. It made it real, and it was something that other people had to experience. Right. You know, get the full effect. Brian, what was, tell that, what was that like? You know, at first, when did you have that breakthrough moment of of reaching that that point of you know what I can't do the woe is me anymore? It took a while. You know, I I recognized that when I went right back and they said I could never play football again, I went back to college football mm-hmm. and I could get to karaoke with a lineman. And, uh, and that's where it started. You know, I had to do something, you know, to get attention because I was that student athlete that was always in, you know, always making the news and everything else. I went from there right down the toilet. And, you know, it got to the point where, you know, friends and, eventually family and everybody else was I alienated myself from and and life wasn't being fun anymore mm-hmm. so I got to the point where and, I, and it took a lot of years it took like 15 years I went through a marriage I went through all kinds of relationships and jobs and everything else but it got to the point where I settled back and I looked at what my father had done and what had made him happy, mm-hmm. uh, living a simple life and owning a construction company and, you know, working on race cars and, you know, being okay with who he was. And I had to get to that point. I had no idea how I was going to do it. I tried everything. I tried, you know, 12-step meetings. I tried, you know, self-help books. Um, I tried hanging out with, you know different people in different towns. Nothing worked. You know, it was all an inside job. Speaking of your dad, who you just mentioned, uh, for those that might not know, Brian, tell us a little bit about who your dad is. Uh, my dad was uh, Harold Hodlock Hansen. He was a legend in motorsports, correct? Yeah, he was. He was good friends with Ken Squire. They kind of grew up in motorsports together. Ken was just a you know, announcer at the Saturday Night Track. I think you hear him at the Hall of Fame inductions when he talks about the early days and hiding. You know, the guys start fighting and he'd hire and hide under the the 
flatbed trucks and watch them all piling on each other and stuff. And, but, um, you know, back in the early days of racing, uh, you had to have an enforcer on your crew, kind of make sure that you didn't get, you know, cleaned out every week. And, and so my father, my father had a good crew. He had a bunch of guys that worked hard together and they all knew their roles. You know, there wasn't any rocket engineer. But they all did what they did as well as anyone else, if not better. And my my father was um, a car owner, a driver, motor builder. He did it all. Wow. And there's not too many people that did that, not especially even back in those days. What kind of car did he drive? Well, he started, uh, he was running a flathead Ford open wheel coupe. Oh, I love the flathead Fords. I've seen some historic flathead Ford races last year, and I've just been impressed by those cars. So, yeah, he had it dialed in. He could he could uh, get it done. <laughs> he won the first and third milk bowl at Ken Squire's annual milk bowl at Thunder Road. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was that was quite a feat. You know, winning two in three years, and. Uh, you know, that was kind of it. He hung up his helmet and took care of family and uh, work construction. And then he went back and did some crew chiefing and stuff with Ronnie Marvin. And uh, he was a, a big name back then, too. He was a brawler, the Bethlehem bombshell. <laughs> and uh, they had some stories going to Canada and up and down the East Coast. Uh, but... Ronnie passed, and my father passed last year, but my car is purple in honor of my father. I love pur- purple yeah. everything. You can ask everybody. Yeah. I have a nickname for it. So Her her, her nails would usually be a shade of purple, but now they're they like this funkadelic right Easter egg looking. I'm getting a headache just <laughs> Oh, he don't like my Easter eggs on my nails. He'll be all right. <laughs> it's got purple in them. So, Brian, growing up, did you know, you know, when your dad was going through all of this, A, did you know how big and how popular he was? And B, did you know that this is what you wanted to do? I had no idea. Um, you know, it's like uh, towards the end of his life when I realized, you know, how, how you know, significant he was as a person away from the track as well as at the track. I mean, he, he would get up at uh, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning and plus snow for 48 hours back in the day. They didn't have blog books or anything like that, but, you know, it was still the same deal at the end of the end of the week. You had to pay the, pay the freight for, you know, electricity, food, and all that stuff. And, right. you know, he, he was the, the one-man wrecking crew. He did all that stuff, and he was... And, and when he passed away... Um, he made sure that my mom was going to be taken care of, and and he always used to say, "You'll miss me when I'm gone." <laughs> <laughs> Thought a lot of himself. Well, you know, you mentioned that motorsports wasn't your original plan or uh, what you were really kind of doing before uh, your accident. What made you kind of go back to that route? Was it because of what your dad did, or was it just something where you wanted to help people that were going through what you went through? Well, uh, it wasn't anything to do with helping other people. It was always about me. And, you know, one thing I realized was 
I couldn't be the person I was. And so I had to do something different. And when I looked at, you know, how the simple life that my father lived, even though it was a lot of work, um, he was happy and he was content being himself. And so that's when I, I started leaning towards a internship with Mike Massaro at Staff Motor Speedway. Yeah. Ken Squire actually suggested that I check that out. Okay. And it didn't take long for me to learn quickly that, you know, it wasn't going to be my profession to be writing stories or, you know, doing reporting about, you know, other race car guys because I was a give-me-the-ball type of guy. Right, yeah. and right. And so this driving experience, you know, it, it was for able-bodied people to begin with. That's what we're doing at New Hampshire International on 9-11-01 when the plane hit the towers. Mm -hmm. We were doing an um, ambulatory driving experience for, um, the, what was it? It was, I uh, can't remember the name of it. It was Military Wise Association or something like that. Mm -hmm. And... Then when the plane sits towers and my guy that, you know, had been in the wheelchair and I became friends with Camp Shaw Duran, uh, the seat was planted with him, but when the plane sits the towers, that's when it was go time. And that's when we started to modify the car and, and you know, do things that would benefit other people. That's awesome. I love what they do for Wounded Warriors. The I fact know, that they let great. them get that NASCAR or, or, or that, that stock car racing experience, mm -hmm. that is just, I mean, I'm, I'm a veteran, mm -hmm. uh, combat veteran. Mm -hmm. Luckily, um, you know, I came out better than some of my mates. But, uh, dude, to see what you do for the veterans, when, when you do it, that's got to feel great. It does. Um, and to see their face is, is a magic part. You know, those are the magic moments that, you know, one person, you know, maybe body person or, or I don't know, I could say, you know, an average person or something might go through lifetime with a couple magic moments, you know, when a kid's born, um, when they get married, maybe younger when they go on their first date. And, you know, um, but when you have the experience of uh, watching these magic moments happen day after day or, you know, like four or five times in a day. And then you go to a children's hospital and you watch it happen where the person doesn't realize, you know, it's not just a splash in the pan until all of a sudden they're helping somebody else. Not by plan, but by the way that I I set it up with, uh, you know, success that I'd seen work for others. Wow. And, it, and they start helping the kids, and the kids start looking up to them like a hero. And all of a sudden, they, they feel like they have a role and a purpose. And, and you know, I might pull them out of the dark spot of uh, alcohol and drugs, suicides, and, you know, all this stuff that are, that are real issues emotionally, uh, outside of the physical setback are very important and it, you know, it makes the whole thing worth it. You got a pretty big event coming up on April 9th and we're going to talk about that in just a second. We're going to add Shane Meal on real quick and we're going to talk to you two about this event coming up on April 9th. I mean, 
talking about having the son of a legend and son of a legend. No kidding. <laughs> let's see. We are calling Shane right now, so let's see what happens here. You better pick up the phone. You better pick up the phone. <laughs> He's waiting for us to call. Watch him text us and be like, hang on, I need five minutes. Hello. There he is. Hey, Shane. Hi, Shane. What's up? How are y'all? Good. Yeah. How are you? I'm excellent. You're excellent. Well, we've missed talking to you. I haven't heard from y'all. It seems like years. I know. It almost feels like years. We were talking about at the beginning of the show how this is your brainchild, and we just took the ball and ran with it. So we were excited to kind of celebrate going on two years with the creator of Behind the Wheel because this was your brainchild. Well, well, I I just thought of something, and y'all actually finished it and, and have done a really good job and made something that's exciting to listen, even someone like me that has been eat up with racing my whole life, not just for new race fans, but for race fans that have been involved in it their whole life, you know? That's right. Yep. And Shane, you know, not not only are we honored to have you back, buddy. We also got Brian Hannaford on the phone with us. We just got finished uh, chatting j- for just a few minutes about some of the things that he's been doing with adaptive motorsports, and uh, w- which I'm sure is something that you're familiar with. Yes. Oh yeah, it's super cool what Brian has done and uh, the possibilities and the opportunities and the chances that he given me and other people, other veterans, other just uh, injured people, uh, he's made things happen that people wouldn't have ever got to do even if they weren't injured. Right. So, you know, he's made a lot of dreams come true, and I think we'll, we'll get even more dreams come true if he can get the goals he wants to get done. Nice. That's awesome. Brian, how does that feel hearing that? That's always special. I know that we had a piece on uh, Fox Sports, uh, Speed TV, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. And I, I stayed and watched the next episode. It was about Shane's story. And that's how we came together because after that, I reached out to his mom and I said, we need to get Shane in the race car. It's that time. Yeah. Yes. And Shane's done some, t- took that and done some incredible things to get other drivers who, you know, in fact, we talked to one of them that he got back on dirt racing that was on a motorcycle prior to that and yeah. became paralyzed, thought he'd never race again. Now he's racing dirt and has even won some races. Yeah. It's been incredible. So, so Shane, the big question, what have you been up to for two years, man? Where the hell you been? for <laughs> <laughs> me, going to the gym and, uh, I go to the gym and I go to the physical therapist and uh, one of those years I went to college. I went to uh, Guilford Tech down there and learned some photography. That's nice. awesome uh, photography. It's incredible. I've been watching you post photos. Yeah, I've been uh, flying my drones. That's actually where I'm coming back from now. Nice. Raleigh. I've been uh, filming a friend of mine's uh, doing a big landscaping project, and I've been keeping up with it. Nice. And it's something that I'm really having a blast doing. It's like uh, 
anytime you're in control of something that not everybody can be in control of, yeah. uh, that's where I normally feel comfortable. That's awesome. That's very cool. See, my husband can't even fly a drone. He tried flying it one time. He ended up under, over our fence. It took him two hours to find the damn thing. <laughs> I do not trust him with a drone. Oh, my God. So we got that's, two that's sons. That's in the back part. <laughs> <laughs> so we got two extremely powerful characters that are the sons of two racing legends that are doing great things. Where do you guys see everything kind of coming together, and what do you have on the horizon to do. Brian, why don't you take first crack? Well, I met up with this kid in California and he come up with a with a driving apparatus that I told Shane about and I'll let Shane talk a little bit more about that. I just spoke with a guy before we came on to the podcast because I didn't want to give any false information, but I had to I got his got him flying into this event at, at uh, Southside Speedway, 15 miles from Richmond. Oh, yeah. And he's going to be bringing a gaming wheel and also uh, a wheel to go in the car that, that Shane can explain to you about how powerful that's going to be and what an impact that's going to make. Wow. Shane, what is this wheel, man? Tell me about it. Well, it's a... Uh, Mario designed it all himself. You can... Uh, I saw it on YouTube. You can check it out. Quadriplegic drives race car. It's, um, the throttle is like a motorcycle. It works like a motorcycle, but your hand is in, it's got a grip. It's got a post so that when you turn it, you're turning the throttle. And it's got handlebars that are shaped. And that's how you turn it. And push it for the brake. Very cool. Push wow. the, and pull and send uh, your arm, your right wrist from the throttle and push and separate the uh, handlebars or, you know, I call them handlebars. Yeah. Right. Front. Well, yeah. That's what makes the brake work. It's a great idea. I mean, I, that's, that's some of the biggest excitement is I can't wait to see this wheel. And uh, hopefully, I, I, I'm sure Brian can get it switched over to where I want to try it. You know, I yeah. mean, Brian has big goals. Brian wants to, I mean, he's talking with people that we want racing in the Paralympics. Oh, that would be amazing. Yes, absolutely. I mean, there's a... There's a lot of stuff people can do that are injured still behind race cars and still behind stuff like that, you know? Uh, I, I think that it can all start with having the right adapter gear. Yep. That is cool. Now, is this a wheel that's already in production, or is this a prototype that you guys are getting to see for the first time when they come out to Richmond? Mario is going to... You know, open up uh, sales on this thing at the end of April. He's going to call it Mario's Gift to the World on his birthday. <laughs> but when I told him about Shane and they told him about the NASCAR stuff at Richmond and told him what we we're going to achieve and how we had all kinds of media that was 
interested motor racing network and uh espn uh maybe a maybe a uh veterans day special uh some big big time tv and you know all the local stations will be there he decided that he was going to put a rush on it try to get it ready for this deal april 9th but the one thing that we're we're not going to do is we're not going to you know, put something out before it's time and, and put a bad mark on it right from the get-go. He, he's going to make sure that, you know, it's straight-tested and vibrations and all that stuff, crash-tested, the whole bit. And if it's ready, we'll use it. If not, we, we've got the simulator that people will see what, uh, you know, how it works and the whole bit that way. And this is a pretty big event coming up on April 9th. It's going to be at Southside Speedway. We will be there live. So tell us a little bit more about what's happening. I know there are some special people coming out. They're going to have a chance to test the simulator and that kind of thing. Tell us a little bit, a few more details, as well as Shane, how Shane is going to be involved in the event. And Shane, you can tell us why you wanted to get involved in the event as well. Well, Shane's going to be a, a big part of the event because, you know, something as simple as motorsports, you think it's easy watching on TV. You turn left, you go fast, blah, blah, blah. But there's so many things that have to happen in order and sequence and stuff like that. Um, and you know, we're going to have uh, Shane making sure that we're, you know, he's, he's going to be our coach through the whole deal, you know. And I'm not talking just a driving coach. I'm talking about an operations coach where if he notices something, we got to switch or we got to change, check the air in the tire. Somebody just missed it and didn't do it, you know. Stuff like that, you know, getting people strapped in right, getting them adjusted, the whole bit. Um, so Shane's a real big part of it. And there was a guy that was going to try to make it down. I talked him out of retirement, but his wife's in a wheelchair, and he can't get away. Right. His name's Dave Baskin. And Dave Baskin was the chairperson on the Paralymp International Paralympic Committee. And he developed the disabled shooting services that started at one VA hospital in Brockton, Mass, and went international and became a uh, Paralympic sport. So I called on Dave to, you know, help in another area, just like Shane's helping in one area, Dave's helping in another area to develop this virtual game uh, driving experience into Dave Baskin's Virtual World Adaptive Driving League. Wow. And we're going into VA hospitals. We're going into uh, uh, hospitals like we'll, we'll give, we'll get, cut Shane loose and when he's going to do some rehab and stuff like that down at Shepherd, you know, introduce it to them. Uh, you know, he, he's that guy. He's going to be, have a role in this whole deal. That's a great uh, way like, to get it to the Paralympics. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's definitely, yeah. Yeah. So, how many veterans will be at this event? We'll have 10 vets. We've got a, the, the last guy uh, to commit was the guy that I wanted the most. His name is uh, Lewis, and Lewis is a triple M amputee. Wow. I uh, lost both limbs in an arm in Afghanistan, and when they took his limbs, it also blew his eardrums out. So. Oh Wow. He just had his ears operated on, and right now the slung's gone down and up in his face so that we can get a helmet on him. So, uh, Louis Rosa, he's coming. Um, we've got World War II vets from both ends of the East Coast, one from Port Charlotte, Florida, 
lost his leg to a German shell. We've got another guy visually impaired who's in the Guinness Book of World Records because last year he rolled a car from wheel to wheel at 94 years old. Wow. Uh, he's young. So he's coming down. We've got some hot dogs. We've got a guy who's the only, only six-leg amputee motorcycle instructor in the country. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, he's right around Richmond area, Fredericksburg, I think. We've oh, got a Longwood. Yeah, we've got a guy from Atlanta, Georgia. He's coming. He's he's currently at uh, Walter Reed, getting some adjustments made. Double leg amputee. Wow. Uh, we got a guy who's got uh, he was motorcycle rider, and he's got uh, these track chairs that are help people get outside and go fishing, go hunting, that type of thing. They're they're on tracks and nice. they're a pretty neat deal. So he'll be coming down. I, I mean, we got guys from San Diego. Uh, we got guys from all over the country. So there's no reason that AP don't look at this and say, hey, man, this is going to sell some newspapers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I was going to say, there has to be some coverage for this. Oh, Surely yeah, TV and everything is all over it. Yeah. It's good. I think it's going to receive some great coverage. He's invited a lot of the media out, so I think we're going to get some great coverage. And we're excited to be and honored to be asked to come out as well. So it's going to be a great event. I can't wait to talk to some of these veterans. I, Brian, I was sitting here making some notes so I know who to you know, talk to during this event because I, I can't wait to meet these that veterans. I'm just so honored that to is absolutely get invited amazing. to this. Yeah. So, and, you know, there's races all over the country, things like that. I mean, you know, you all are staying tuned to racing junk. You know the type of races we cover and things. This is something we've never had an opportunity to do. This yeah. is something completely different. So you all definitely need to be tuned in on April the 9th. Make sure you're following our Facebook page because I'm going to be doing some live video feed. It's going to be great. I mean, we're just right. completely excited about this because this is just something we've never had an opportunity to do. So. Now, Brian, I know that you have a Facebook page. Uh, what is it? The Facebook is Brian Hannaford, but if you want to go to the web, that's one of the best stuff is. Um, that's accessibleracing.org. That's A-C-C-E-S-S-I-B-L-E-R-A-C-I-N-G.org. And I know Adaptive Motorsports has a great Facebook, too. I was yes. checking that out earlier. Some of the videos are really good. Plus, you yeah. get to see the purple car. Yeah, which, you know, I'm in love with that color purple. That's my favorite color purple. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to take a picture next to the car because it's purple. Okay, so we got <laughs> we got the April 9th event coming up. That's yes. going to be amazing outside of Richmond. And we got this wheel. That mm -hmm. sounds yeah, I can't, fantastic. I can't wait to, can't wait to see that, that yeah. Mario's got put together. So, guys, after that's said and done, what's next? What's coming up on the horizon? Well, one of the things I'm working on right now is in line with the three-day bike ride parades and the three-day walk for breast cancer, the Dan Pilata, those are the brainchilds of Dan Pilata. And so I looked at that, and I, I decided that, hey, you know what? We're going to spin the third strike here, and it's going to be an online gaming competition where people will drive competitively with iRacing. But it, it's not going to you know, be any head-to-head -head competition or anything like that. People will have uh, a three-day weekend to complete as many laps as they can. Nice. Now, whoever gets sponsored, like say somebody gets sponsored by five bucks a lap and those 1,500 laps. Leave your name and number and I'll oh, call you back. Sorry oh, about that, Brian. Hang on. 
since we're doing the, uh, the podcast, Please let's go ahead and leave message. Shane a message. When you <laughs> we were trying to, we lost Shane, so we're calling him back. Watch, watch this. Hey, baby, I know you left your hat over here. I'm just waiting for you to come back and pick it up. I know, you know, you said you was going to pay me for last night, but that's okay. You can just get me later. Chris likes to leave these guys funny messages when we get their voicemail. I, I love to try to get people in trouble, Brian. That's, that's, that's kind of my thing, and hopefully yeah. that'll, uh, hopefully that'll, Teach Shane not to hang up on us while we're doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, Shane said he lost us. So Yeah, no, he was traveling, unfortunately, so we lost him. We'll try to get him back. Yeah, we'll get him back here in just a few. But, but he, um, Chris likes to leave funny voicemails, so if you don't answer when we call, just a warning, he leaves weird voicemails. Yeah, sorry <laughs> about that in advance. So, so a three-day virtual. Brian, this, this sounds amazing, too. When is this again? Well, this is going to kick off uh, at Richmond Speedway. Mm-hmm. And we'll have everything set up with, you know, a big screen and uh, shooting video at it. We'll have uh, Glenn Sullivan doing uh, the MC where I came in. This guy, George Dodo Brockman, uh, he donated a car to me. And then he told me about somebody else that just donated two more cars to me. So that puts us up to four cars. But they're all, uh, those guys will all be in the booth and stuff and, um, talking with people and we'll be doing some neat stuff like we'll be giving people you know like with the with the AIDS bike ride and the breast cancer walk they have personal pages that connect to a main hub and so what we'll do is we'll sell somebody you know if somebody makes a $50 donation they'll get a free web page to raise money to qualify for the event that we're going to have in the fall Done. either that and also uh, get a, a complimentary team shirt. Brian, so, how do you find time to do all this stuff, man? Yeah, no kidding. It keeps him pretty busy, I think. Yeah. Well, it does. Um, you know, in the last the last six weeks, I've been on a roar where I've been up till two thirty in the morning and back up at eight. And goodness gracious! Uh, last Sunday, I just crashed and burned a little bit. And mm. Had some medical stuff taken care of, and now I'm. I'm back on track, ready to take names and get her done. Yeah. Right on. So how do organizations get involved with adaptive motorsports, like the Wounded Warrior Project and things like that? How do they get involved with you all? Well, uh, we're going to have different levels of sponsorship that are associated with uh, individual pages. Mm-hmm. And, if you know, if they want to get involved for the same amount of money, you know, whether it be Wounded Warrior Project or... Walmart stores or BFW posts, whatever the case may be, veteran service organizations, the whole bit, can get their own page, raise their own money. You know, it's friends asking friends, business associates, that type of thing. And, you know, at the, the end of the contest, you know, whoever's done the best job raising funds, you know, it's not like one winner, it's going to be a bunch of winners. Nice. Because if you if you pass that plateau of say two thousand uh, dollars, you're gonna get a, a driving experience. But if wow. somebody only gets like say they only get five hundred dollars, well, you know those racetracks got a lot of empty seats, and if we can't get something with NASCAR, we'll go to SCCA or yeah. 
NRA or somebody else. Somebody, that wants everybody, to yeah. everybody yeah. will jump on it. They're, yeah, exactly. they're, I mean, there's, they're idiots not to. Yeah. Speaking of, is there anything that you guys need right now? Are there any organizations that you'd like to call out for? Or, you know, what does Adaptive Motorsports need for the next big venture? Jeez, that's a good question. Um, we've been working on, on rooms right now. Uh, the one thing was, you know, traveling down and back, that's the one thing that we haven't addressed yet. I mean, I've got calls out to Walmart. They've got gift cards and stuff like that for us to pick up, but I just haven't had a chance to go running around nickel and diamond stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we had one VFW up St. John's Park, Vermont, that donated the first $1,000. So, you know, that was that was good to get us going, but, you know, when, when it comes time to come down and, and do the show, if these guys don't come through with the gas money and stuff, that's going to come out of $1,000. And we hate to have that happen because then it's all, you know, based on you know, how the uh, the popularity of the online um, fundraising experience powered by Blackboard. It depends on how successful that is on whether we get home for Risa. What is What are y'all, your organization's main costs that you all have to cover, and how can organizations get involved in covering those costs? Well, uh, one of the big ones is uh, insurance and track rental. Uh, yeah, I bet so. We've got, and, and where we get people from all over the country, I mean, we've got some pretty hefty travel expenses. And, and the problem is, you know, when you got one guy who's triple M amputee, you know, and he's trying to board an airplane, he can't go by himself. He needs a, an assistant with him. But then you get to the track, and all of a sudden the assistant is supposed to go away and you know, the, the triple M amputee is supposed to find his way. That doesn't work for us. Right. It's like right. the simple fight, you know, never leave your buddies behind. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, there's a lot of lot of the guys that are still married um, that have a significant other mm-hmm. or a family member that, you know, that doesn't get paid for, that we have to come up with the money for that. And, and, you know, obviously we don't charge them for anything. Mm-hmm. You know, so the room charges, uh, the transportation, the track rentals, the insurance. Um, you know, every every little bit helps. It goes towards, you know, helping these guys get on track and experience that magic moment. Uh, you know, once they, they've experienced it and before it's sunk in, we take them to the, either the children's hospital or the VA hospital so it really resonates with them and leaves the left memory. Those are things that, those are costs that you don't see pop up either. So if we have some groups that are listening now to the podcast that could, you know, that want to help out, and I'm sure we will, what's the best way for them to get a hold of you? I would say go right to the website, uh, successfulracing.org, and that'll give you uh, a tax-deductible donation slip or a letter of donation. Uh, That's why I did the whole dude thing with Blackboard. You know, they charge you a little... uh, a little bit of an expense as far as percentage of donations and stuff like that. But the thing is, it's all tracked. And I don't have the headache at the end of the year of trying to say, well, I don't know where that came from. Right. Um, you know, we got a, we got a paper trail. So, and that's important with anybody. You know, I mean, I, I've, I've seen some other veteran organizations that, uh, 
were accused of spending a lot of money outrageously. And, and I know the two founders of the Wounded Warrior uh, Project, uh, uh, John Melia and Woody Groton. Woody Groton's on our board of directors. Uh, if nothing else, he's our enforcer to make sure that we don't go down the wrong path. Uh, you know, we've got some really good people. We've got him. We've got the guy from L3 Communications out in Salt Lake City mm -hmm. and provide driving software for municipal authorities all over the country in addition to teen driving uh, education in, in uh, Arizona. So I've talked with them about... Uh, going out and training on their simulator so that I can come back and these hospitals that hope host our league competition will I'll, I'll be going to some of the hospitals but I'll be bringing the driver training with me too so that we can provide driver training for newly injured at a fraction of the cost of going raping like 135 bucks an hour and we'll, we'll chop that in half. That's something you all are doing in Richmond as well, right? You're going to a hospital with the vets that are coming in, correct? Yes. Yes, I've been trying to get through to Hunter Holmes. We had a little issue with a guy from Seattle that had worked for us before when he was at New York University Medical Center. And, you know, he got the bill at New York University Medical Center for 1500 bucks. And somehow he thought it went down in values to zero uh, when he was at in Seattle. And he called us a veteran service organization. He was kind of like the Bernie Sanders campaign manager. Free, free, free. And I'm like, <laughs> home, stay home, save your airfield. We don't need you. Right. So. Goodness. So what are you all going to be doing at the hospital? Just visiting patients? or? Well, not so much visiting patients. Mm -hmm. uh, it's more or less. You know, educating patients, like, gotcha. this is what the bill will. You can either stay where you are, or you can, you know, step up into the fourth dimension and, you know, take action on, you know, where you're at, what you can do, is accept your limitations, but uh, explore new life. Right. That's awesome. Right. Well, y'all are doing some great things. I'm, Dude, I'm impressed. Yeah, Brian, this has been an absolute honor. Thank yes. you for everything that you're doing. Uh, thank you for sharing your experience and your journey with us. We can't wait to see what happens in Richmond on the 9th. Uh, I know Ellen's going to be there. Yes, I'm going to try there. to make it up there. That's going to be, I mean, that's small stomping ground. So yeah. I'll try. Um, but, dude, please stay in touch. We'd love to chat with you after the event is done. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, the follow-up is the biggest part. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Yeah, I can't wait to hear. And you know it's going to be media oh, yeah. all over the Oh, yeah. I mean, it's going to be a great event. We're yeah, really excited. Well, Brian, good luck, man. You're doing yeoman's work. Uh, continue with it. I know you got a lot to do, so thank you for taking the time with us this evening to chat, and uh, good luck with the ninth, man. We look forward to seeing you there. Yeah, and, and lastly, there is one more thing that we're really in need of. Sure. To get this out uh, to AP and, you know, different media outlets and stuff like that. I know you guys kind of want to put your DNA on it and your fingerprints and say this is, you know, we got this ball rolling, but... Well, we'd love for you guys to be like our, our media campaign managers or, or whatever the case may be. Something to consider. Yeah, we'll do everything we can to make sure we help you promote this 
product because it's amazing. I mean, that's that's easy. Yeah. That's yeah, that's an easy sell. Yeah. All day long is yeah. an easy sell. Chris is the promotions deal, so he'll he'll get it out there. Yeah, that's that is an easy deal. Yeah, Everybody we've been sitting here taking notes, so it's kind of, uh, man, I can't wait to see where you go from here. Yeah, really it's gonna can. be amazing. It is. So, Brian, we absolutely will help out whatever we can, and we'll look forward to catching up uh, very soon. And, you know, obviously, if you need anything, just let us know. Absolutely. Thank you very much for your time. You know, I hope this is a, this is a great show for you. I hope it gets some popularity, and I hope you do a good job editing so my friends and haws come out of it. Yeah, yeah same absolutely. here. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Well, Brian, we'll talk to you soon, buddy. Thanks again. Hey, it's Chris. So this next bit of the podcast, where we call Shane, the audio yeah, well, it's not great, but he's a busy man. He's in his car, so he's very hard to hear. So let me just give you the gist of it. Shane is freaking awesome. He is always traveling, always doing something uh, new and exciting. He's going to be doing photography, and sometime soon, someone who listens to this podcast is going to get a chance to win a trip to the Indianapolis 500. Yep. You want the details? Hang on. Okay, so let's try to get Shane back on the phone. Hello. Hello. Where'd you go? Hey, what the hell? I don't know what happened. I don't either. Got a low technology. Did you like my voicemail message? I didn't even. I was gonna say he hadn't listened to it. He's driving. Just make. That's, That's right. right. Exactly. Just make sure when you listen to it, all your family and friends are gathered around. Oh my around. God! Don't, don't, don't be around anybody else when you listen to it, Shane. I apologize. Please don't be offended. You know how Chris is. <laughs> God, gonna get me fired off the show, Chris. Well, I mean, you know, Brian. Yeah, we did. We finished with Brian, and we thought we'd give you a call back so we could finish your interview. Okay. Cool. Yeah, so, uh, you know, Brian did a great job explaining everything, talking about the event. So, uh, uh, Shay, we appreciate you joining us, my man. <laughs> <laughs> no, d- seriously, though, besides school and doing all the photography stuff, um, you got to be excited about the event coming up April 9th. Yeah, tell us a little bit about how you're going to be involved with that event and why you wanted to get involved. Well, I don't know. It's probably been up to uh, probably five or six years now. Uh, I got to drive this car for Brian being at Rockingham mm-hmm. and uh, Amy Hillenburg let us have the track we could go drive and mess around. I averaged over 100 miles an hour that day. Wow. So, this is Brian's face contact. He kept his head down and chasing his Right. 
around the track as well?
one of the trickest wheels I've seen. Cool. I mean, it's a picture of lightweight, little bitty, say, 18 inch wide, uh, little plastic or handlebar. Huh. And one throttle, and I mean, on the right side is the throttle, and you grip it, and well, from the pull down, that's where the first lever is that lets you pull it down. And it locks your knuckles in on the front so that you push down with the bottom of your hand. And that makes the throttle. And then, uh, you know, shit, I didn't even look at the brakes. Who cares about the brakes? Uh, yeah. <laughs> brakes not needed in racing, yeah. Well, but why do you even put it on? Nah, here? You just push forward on the brakes, and that and, uh, that pushes it, and that makes everything work. That pushes the master stronger. It's a great idea. From the video, if anybody gets a chance, check out Quad the Politics at Race. Quad the Politics, race car driver. Nice. It's pretty awesome. So Shane, two two more questions, my man. What's next for you on the horizon, and when are you going to come join us in studio? Well, I need to come join y'all. Yes. Yeah, you do. Now, the job got you know good following and good showing. I always you know like to come spread some. I don't know if it's knowledge, but it's at least Get to go to the Indy 500 weekend, right? Is that right? 
Awesome, man. Dude, we can't wait to get more details on that. We can't wait to get more details. We'll definitely share it with the listeners when we get more details on that when I see you on the night. All right, well, Shane, buddy, thank you so much for joining us, my man. I appreciate you taking the time. I know you're in route, so we will uh, get up with you soon, and I can't wait to have you back in studio and see you in person, brother. Thanks a lot for having me. Thanks, Shane. You're the reason we're here, brother. We'll look forward to catch up with you soon. So what I picked up was... We are going to go to the Indianapolis 500. I know, because I'm sorry. He said he's giving a couple uh, trips to the Indy 500, but you know what? Chris and I can just go. He doesn't have to give it to anybody. He, he doesn't. I mean, we did the podcast for him. Thank you. We started. He, this was his brainchild, but we took off with it. Come on. You owe us this much. We should go. I want to go. It's, a, it's on my bucket Plus, list, Plus, it's man. the Friday night race, the Saturday race, and the Sunday race. Exactly. I, I want to see the driver drink the milk, Dan. Are you kidding me? I got friends in Indianapolis. I'm saying. I can't stay with them, and I'll probably owe them money. <laughs> You'd have to hide from them. I'd have to hide from them, but we got a place that if things go down, we could potentially go. I'm just saying. Man, I'm ready to go. I mean, what, uh, wow. I, what are you talking about? You're giving it away. You should have just called me and said, hey, you want to go to Indy 500? I mean, okay, so we, we, we start off with Brian. And by the way, we apologize for the technical difficulties. You know how it is when you're dealing with all these celebrities. That's right. Uh Wow. you got to love cell phones because they don't always come through as clear as we'd like. What a story that Brian has. I know. I can't wait to see. All right, I'm going to try to make it to that event on the night. Okay. I don't know. I'll if be I can. there. It's you, okay. I'll you, be there. You know I how I covered. am. I know. You, know how, you know how I am. I know. You know, I got all of them, uh, what are they called? Because, uh, you know, when I go out, I get mobbed because of my celebrity yeah, he, status. Yeah, he says he has groupies, but I've never seen them. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not groupies. It's uh, warrants. Yes, I got oh, all that, those warrants. That, that's true. That, yes. that I knew about. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so I can't really go many places. But yeah. April the 9th, right outside of Richmond, that's going to be awesome. Southside Speedway. Southside Speedway is going to be awesome. It's going to be amazing. Yes. Um, I'm excited to meet all these veterans. I mean, you got guys from World War II. You got guys. I mean, this guy who's talking about who's a triple amputee. And his eardrums were blown out. I know, right? That's, I mean. I mean, this could be such an honor to meet him. And the fact that he's going to be able to drive a car, even though he's a triple amputee, that's right. amazing. That's going to be something that, I mean, if, if you think about it at the end of the day, yeah, we enjoy the thrill of of the sport. We enjoy the thrill of the race, the mm-hmm. chase that's involved in it. Right. But what he's doing for people. Exactly. That's, holy crap, man. And this steering wheel, this Mario guy's invented, and now Shane's, he's going to be tied into video games, and Shane's getting involved. He's going to be doing operations. This is yeah. going to be some big stuff. Yeah, I bet when Shane had his accident and woke up from a coma a month later, he had no idea that this was going to be his life. He probably thought, yeah. well, what am I going to do now? Yeah. And that's what a lot of these amputees are probably thinking when they wake up or people are become paralyzed, that kind of thing, you know, from whether it's, you know, a military veteran who's become paralyzed or an amputee or if it's just somebody who's been in a bad accident like Brian. I mean, you know, it's got to be – I have no idea what that feels like to no. wake up the next day no. and go – Where's my life going now? Yeah. And the fact that Brian has done something positive like this, Shane has done something positive like this, where yeah. their lives could have completely fallen apart. I mean, Shane They could was, have just said, you know what, screw it. This is all, I deserve all this. Yeah. Instead, they turn around and they Shane do all these that. things. I mean, look at what happened with him. I mean, he got involved with drugs when he was with NASCAR because yeah. he had no idea he had a mental um, deep, a mental thing going on. And it was left untreated. So what did he, he use drugs to treat it. And, 
you know, he was one of the only drivers who have been, you know, completely banned from NASCAR. His whole life could have gone down the tube from there. Yeah. But see, he didn't let it. Even after becoming paralyzed, he could have gone back to drugs, but yeah. he didn't do that. No. And the fact that he's doing such, something so amazing now and getting involved with such an amazing organization, Brian could have done the same thing when he had an accident. And I get upset when the alarm goes off in the morning. Right. And I get mad when my cell phone reception goes out when I'm driving down the road. Yeah. And I'm talking on the phone. I mean, it's or or when my favorite football player decides he's going to retire. I'm so glad I was, about I was that. so upset on Sunday. Y'all so have no idea. Over that. That's just let me tell you what. No. The next one up is Tom Brady and his UGG boots. No, so, no, Tom's not going anywhere. So what's the what's the website again? AccessibleRacing.org. Dot org. If please. And he spelled it out for y'all, so you should. Have. Yes. <laughs> or just Google Adaptive Motorsports and Brian Hannaford. Please go support these guys. This yes. is going to be a tremendous organization. It is mm-hmm. already, and they're doing tremendous things. Yes. And hopefully we can spread the word. You can yes. help spread the word. Yes. And once again, kudos to you, Lily, for doing an amazing job aligning these guys up. Yeah. Um, we got a good year planned out. It's yes, we did. We, we were talking about some additional guests coming up tonight. Yeah. So stay tuned, and hopefully we'll have some more exciting announcements to come. Yes. And be sure to um, follow us on Racing Junk's uh, social media, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We'll mm-hmm. be doing a lot of live feed from um, Southside Speedway on April the 9th. So yes. make sure you follow. Yes, and uh, we're also going to incorporate a new segment called Ask the Little Expert. Uh, yeah, little, that's something Chris e wants to do. There. I don't know about all that. If you got a question... Or you got a comment, ask it. And I'm our very own expert, Ellen Richardson, will answer your questions. Um, all you got to do is just contact us, just, you know, racingjunk.com. Uh, behind the wheel, obviously, subscribe to the podcast. You can follow us on social media, uh, Instagram, Twitter, the book face, chat snaps, the whole nine. <laughs> The book face. <laughs> all of it. Just, you know, look for racingjunk.com. Look for On Air Tater. Uh, do you want to give out yours? You don't. <laughs> no, you don't feel comfortable. Do you? No, it's fine. It's fine. You'll be getting stalkers. Uh, I, no, well, I hope not. I don't know why anybody would want to stalk me. Yeah, if you want to just send any comments to me on Twitter at Ellen N, as in Nancy Rich, send, send them on. You know, I, I don't know about calling me an expert. Chris yes, makes me nervous expert. calling me that. I am she not an expert. Let me tell you what, that girl, know, that girl know more stuff than she need to know. And, and I know. Um, uh, you know, old old uh, Bobby down there, Sophia. He he likes you. He's always hanging around the grease pits trying to find you. That's so, true. You know, so you know, yeah, I keep trying to hide from him. Yeah. <laughs> he scares me. I've never seen. How does that man get his hands on so much uh, Milwaukee's beast? I just I, don't understand. I don't even know where he finds it anymore. I don't know how must he gets be, it into these in places. Virginia. It's got to be. So he does not own a shirt that fits either. So <laughs> so yeah, we look forward to seeing you next time on uh, the next episode of Behind the Wheel here on RacingJunk.com, and please. Go support Adaptive Motorsports, Shane Mills, Shane Sparks. Yes. Uh, we look forward to seeing you guys next time. For Lily, I'm Chris Tater Young. We'll see you next time. <laughs>